this is built in anticipation as we got up and the weather's cooperating. We see the sheep, we spot a group up high of maybe half a dozen rams and another five down below. And there's one that we kind of nicknamed Tank. He was built more like a bighorn sheep. Um, there's a big ridge that kind of divided the two drainages and one of them was completely filled with alders. And as I found out later, it's not something you want to try to traverse at all. It's deceiving. You got to save the camera because I'm headed right for this large rock face. Welcome to another episode of Wild and Exposed, your wildlife photography and outdoor adventure podcast. Today, your hosts, Michael Morrow, Ron Hayes, and Mark Raycroft, are all sitting in the same cabin in remote central Alaska. We've all been here for different durations on this trip. We've got stories to tell, adventures we've been having. It started out slowly, but this trip has turned into one crackerjack wildlife photography epic adventure. Crackerjack. Crackerjack. I like that. It is moving on. It's yeah, really. It we were worried. So we have a guest on the podcast today, and a young man that I'm getting to know very well, Tyler Burr, and he has been a cameraman for me to do our short videos, our vlogs on YouTube. You can find those exciting ones at Wild and Exposed Podcast on YouTube, and you can also find them through our website at wildandexposed.com and click on them there. And the ones that are associated with certain audio podcasts can be found readily on our website at the WE Podcast page. When you click on a podcast, you see the show notes, which you've got to do. That's exciting to see what we've been talking about, what we experienced, what we filmed. And then you can scroll down below that and find the corresponding short videos. On so before we go into that, why don't we, um, since I just got here, why don't you tell me what kind of videos you guys have been doing? We, we all, basically, we're telling the story. So Tyler has... Uh, degree in film and a lot of experience. He's traveled the world. He's uh, spent time in Australia and New Zealand and has these great videos that I've seen on Vimeo and was very impressed by. So I invited him along on this trip and he's basically documenting the adventures we're doing. So for instance, the three three of the epic adventures that we've had, the first one was on Caribou. So it was the hike. So talking about what we're doing, you know, what the day's like, where we're going, what we're after, and then we do these segments. We do these one to two minute segments and in the field so that you're feels like you're just along with us. But we have to keep our fingers crossed with each of these daily adventures in hopes that we get results because we're making all these short videos to tell the story and we hope. I mean, it doesn't always happen in wildlife photography. Everybody knows that. But we're here for a limited amount of time and we're after so many species, so many of these charismatic megafauna we like to talk about. <laughs> That Word we, of the week. Yeah, we hope to finish with uh, with a with a climax in the film, right? Don't say anything. Easy. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's been working out. It's been so exciting. So we've done these. The first one was on caribou, and then we did a uh, moose. We've done probably two or three or maybe even more on mm -hmm. now. And then yesterday, and this is what today's podcast is about, we had one of the most iconic experiences to have here in the far north, and we went up a mountainside for doll sheep. And that is probably the one I've been... They're all very exciting for all kinds of reasons. Caribou are majestic. Moose are monstrous up here. And the doll sheep, well, honestly, it was, it was the series of shorts that I wanted to do most of all to see successful. 
And these shorts, like I said, are one to two minutes long. And it's a mini story. So they're like a chapter in a book, right? So we, we'll do maybe five or six on the hike yesterday. And you watch one, and we hope you just want to roll right into the next one and see where we are another mile up the trail and then maybe another 400 yards up the mountain when we see something, when we encounter something, and how we're doing it. So each short rolls into the next one. But yesterday, you can watch them in sequence and gauge from one to the other how haggard and exhausted we look. Well, Tyler, yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel exhausted. <laughs> 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 so that's Tyler you're hearing. So welcome to the podcast, Tyler. Thank you. It's good to be here. And uh, Tyler's, one of his favorite pastimes is rock climbing. And he's an, very much an outdoorsman and into hiking and all kinds. He he was in northern, re, remote northern Ontario before this trip on a canoe trip where they did some crazy portages through muddy swamps and in the middle of nowhere. And then spun off in 36 hours and was heading to Alaska with me. And so he's... Uh, it's a quick turnaround. It's a throwback. I, I, I would, wouldn't mind feeling... Well, I don't know if you mind me saying your age, but 26 <laughs> again. But, right. uh, yeah, so when it's great, though, because when we're doing these short videos, it's like, hey, Tyler, get a picture of us walking up the mountain. Oh, wait, wait, get us coming from above, too. <laughs> oh, over, over from the side, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. Oh, yeah. And he's pulling it all off. And we picked up some new equipment at the beginning of this trip. We got a new gimbal for the DSLR cameras. And so on top of the Osmo, which is what I've been using on the phone, we now have been doing this, this trip solely on the, on the DSLR, on this mirrorless camera, shooting it in 4K. And, and Tyler has mastered this gimbal in just a matter of a day or two, and it's been just irreplaceable on this trip. And allows for a lot of cool content, just mm -hmm. what you can capture in, on the move. So it's like a Steadicam. And uh, make sure that there's no movement to distract in the camera as we tell our story as we're moving along. And you've got to check out these shorts because, thankfully, each one we've we've won. We've I gotten mean, there. We got it. We yeah. got the shots. And some of them surprising. Uh, the behavior we've got on them with the caribou and then the moose, it just kept ratcheting up in size. Mark's behavior at some points. Mark's behavior at some points. <laughs> <laughs> I was scaling a vertical cliff. Wait till you see that <laughs> Oh, one. yeah. <laughs> Best clip of the week. So, Tyler, what what's your impression of this place? This is gorgeous. This is my first time in Alaska. Um, so didn't really know exactly what to expect, but it had been on the bucket list for quite a while. And uh, yeah, we got here just over a week ago now and everything was still, you know, still nice, oh. st still green and summery. And then that's our next podcast. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so but no, that's good. Yeah, that's right. The no, tra transformation so sweet. fast. No, yeah, not, just, not just Alaska, but you said that you, you know, you've never really done any wildlife type videography or wildlife no. type work so what are your impressions of that that's fun i mean like mark said my i love being outdoors i love all sorts of nature adventure and stuff so this sort of puts those two different hobbies together quite nicely mm -hmm. yeah but really you say hobby that's not even a hobby now it's a job well yeah right there you go that would be nice long term i think he's really been enjoying you know the unpredictability and speed of wildlife Right, and trying to capture the sh the video segment you want, yeah. While this kind of chaos is going on because we have an animal that's doing its thing, and then you're trying to get me in these videos, so you got another animal doing another <laughs> thing, and then both are unpredictable because I'm not thinking about you, unfortunately, and I have to do that more and more. Yeah. Right. So I'm just moving it this way, left, right, up, down, ten you're yards. You're tough to, the to right. keep up with when. Uh, 
in that when scenario. When the big bull comes maybe, out of the forest. Maybe not when we're hiking up the sheep. You can you can keep up with me and <laughs> walk past me pretty quickly there. No, Ron was the one giving me I, a run for my money on that one. I threatened to clamp on to Tyler <laughs> in the morning. Just let him pull me up. Uh, it was a it was a good walk up. It but turned out I was chasing you, getting ahead of ourselves You're, a little bit. Everybody yeah. was chasing Ron. <laughs> yeah, really? blasting off ahead of everybody else. Well done. What happened? What do you mean? What happened? How'd that happen? Did you just eat your Wheaties or what? No, I honestly was afraid I was going to die on this hike. <laughs> so for the last two months, I've been, I've been, taking a gut check and working out pretty regularly every day. And just walking a lot, packing a lot. Um, the biggest thing is I, I was introduced to trekking poles. And you can, like, cross-country ski up the hill with those stinking things. It's it's pretty amazing. But, yeah, the per- the preparation for you know what you're going for. And every day that I thought this kid, this guy that was doing the personal training, I thought he was going to kill me. I just envisioned doll sheep standing in front of me, and then we just kept going. And yesterday was just the culmination of that. And so it, today's podcast for our listeners, this is a good one, a really good one, and it's going to be on our doll sheep hike. Is what we're going to focus mm-hmm. on for today's because it was epic. So I, I definitely wasn't all that happened yesterday for sure, but yeah, that was that was the biggest part of it. Yesterday morning started off. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't going to go to that because that's a different mega a charismatic we'll, we'll megafauna. We'll, All right, we'll save that for the next podcast because the sheep, to me, really warrants a whole podcast because these dull oh, sheep absolutely. are so Without majestic. They're these white mountain sheep, beautiful rams. The effort to get there, as mm. you're pointing to, when mm-hmm. you get there, even before you start filming, the view, the vista, the landscape, uh, the mountain we went up, uh, the elevation is about five thousand feet, and we follow the goat or the sorry, the sheep trails up for the most part, mm-hmm. as best we can, because they know the, the route of easiest travel and have worn it over all these years. But we still have to bushwhack a little bit here and there and cross, you know, shale slopes and scree that, you know, it's not something I'm used to. But I, mm-hmm. I embrace the challenge and to get to the end result. And we can see them when you get halfway up the mountain. And sometimes before, you, you can glass them. and kind oh, of Hold on. You guys didn't see them before you started? That was always my rule. Is like you got to see a sheep before you start. Because well, what we happens did. if you go and then you get there and there's no sheep? That's yeah. a lot of work. Technically, we did. But where we were going was a, a totally different drainage. So we couldn't see into it from the, from the start of the trail. Um, so it, it was a little bit blind. I mean, obviously, the knowledge that, that Mark and and others have of where the sheep have been located before knew there was a pretty good chance that we would fi- have some success up there. But no, the the drainage where we ended up going, you couldn't see any of it at all. And I think we should say that these sheep aren't hunted, right? Correct. So they're actually approachable. Not approachable, mm-hmm. but you don't, like if you're in a hunting situation, these sheep will see you what, 800,000 oh, yeah, yards away, yeah. and they're just going to move away. Well, that's, yeah, as, as professional wildlife photographers, we seek out the destinations where we're going to find these beautiful animals in a situation that they are approachable. You right. Know, the, these doll sheep have never had a reason to fear people. You know, we are a little foreign to them, and with a cautious approach and taking our time, they, they get used to us. And Absolutely. It, and it makes for an amazing experience, but that's right, yeah. And you still would stay within a, the distance of of respect as far as not approaching the animals but it gives you opportunities to get cool stuff well yeah you can easily with a 500 millimeter um you can easily be within 
close enough range to fill the frame with them. After, mm-hmm. Again, it's it's a slow, cautious approach. So when you approach wildlife and it's in not aggressive animals i'm just talking about large animals that are used to people you don't do it in a direct line you don't walk straight to them you don't stare at them you walk on on a tangent toward them at a 45 degree angle you look at them occasionally you look off to the side you pretend you're just interested in being up there and they're they really aren't important to you and they kind of sense that and so they relax a bit and over about 15 20 minutes they chill out and, and they just keep doing what they're doing and you can get closer and closer some species you have to watch the wind um, to keep that to your favor that also allows them to settle in faster but it's just that cautious approach giving them time you don't rush it you know we knew we were going to be up there for a few hours and we found them in this drainage and mm-hmm. that drainage was you know I had an incredible experience there last year so that's why I want to try it again I think that was is, is very sheltered drainage and there were lots of willow in there thickets yeah. or um, shrubs for them to feed on so I think it's one of their preferred areas so we were we were winging it, and that's where you know the excitement or the concern, in a way, about doing these vlogs because we'd sh- film them all the way up, and I, I would just didn't want to end it with, and we didn't find the sheep. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we did have that happen, though. When? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to go to the YouTube channel to find out. But <laughs> refresh my short-term oh, yeah. memory because I'm all when I almost turned back. It's the viral video. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was, we'll have to remember to finish this podcast with that story. We'll put that on the show notes because so you got to see it. It's, it's hilarious, hilarious what happens. Yeah, at, at the end of this, at, at this epic hike. So and, uh, set the scene for me, and maybe not you, one of you guys. So I've done this hike. I wasn't with you guys yesterday, but I've done this hike a bunch of times. So when you go down the valley. What are you, when you're looking up, what are you thinking? Are you like, oh my God, or are you like, uh, this, this is doable? Well, just tell me what your thoughts are. Well, it sounds like was. it was Ron and I's both first time yeah. chasing the, uh, the well, sheep. Well, first time up, up there. there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've photographed sheep before, but not generally, like in Wyoming, you, you would start a lot closer to the desired altitude or <laughs> elevation. Than what we did. I mean, it, it was a long ways up there. The We did see sheep from the bottom, and t- Tyler can attest to that. But we saw the sheep from the bottom, but it was a long it ways looks, up. It looked far, even yeah. from the beginning. And you couldn't even see where we were going to end up from the start of the trail. So it yeah. looks far to there, no but then idea. we're in the next bowl back. And so you, everybody that's been in the mountains knows you might be able to envision where you think the top is but once you get there it's not the top we were also kind of taking a gamble too because we were looking at the weather wondering whether it was going to end up being favorable um weather conditions yeah, or lighting conditions true. or anything like that because it could have cut so loose that's my next time. question yeah. yeah so but before we go there so my my when i do that hike it's like i get down there and you figure out which drainage you're going to go up and then you just start cruising up and it's like oh this is no big deal mm-hmm. for about the first hundred yards and then you're like oh my god this is so i'm worn out already i need to start taking layers off Mm -hmm. you know what was that like when when you're and you know about a a mile of flat first right and then uh suddenly we have to turn off to the left and we're looking up above us and following a couple ridge lines up we still couldn't you could see little bits of the uh i guess it was a game trail we were following yeah the sheep trails the sheep trails up and you know, they would just dis- disappear behind this big rock outcropping. And you'd be like, okay, well, I hope the trail just goes up past that. But, yeah, it's kind of a whole adventure the whole way up. You just sort of have to pick whichever path feels 
the least resistant. So yeah, and, and the we did take our layers off. Just down the and, but, you know, we got to the yep. wild and exposed moment. <laughs> <laughs> we did. <laughs> but thankfully, some of us more exposed than others. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and not that the trip wasn't difficult enough or wasn't going to be difficult enough. But when we did shed the layers, you knew you were about to start doing the work. You know, going up the hill. Well, some, one of, of, us, some of us lost a couple layers. <laughs> one of us set his glasses down on the ground, huh. put everything back on, got everything back in the pack, and got about, oh, I'd say, two, 250 yards up the hill and went to glass some sheep and uh, realized I didn't have to take my glasses off. To I mean, he didn't have to take his glasses off. <laughs> We're not saying use who. The, use the binoculars. <laughs> so, yeah, then it was... It was a little bit more difficult then because then there was just fuzzy white dots up on the <laughs> top of the hill. You couldn't exactly. But there is no hope exactly in hell of you going back down to get I them was and then not, coming up again. <laughs> I personally was not going to go back down there. I think somebody thought about it because I had to yell at Luke and say, yeah, don't, nobody go back down there. Because we were, it, it was, we were already up a pretty good, pretty good vertical climb when I realized that. So there was, there was no going back. It I could see fine. I was, you know, I don't have to be able to, or have to have my glasses on to take photographs. So it was all good. It's that hike right there that has made me stay in shape my whole career. When I did that hike for the first time, well, probably not the first time, but the first two or three times, there was one day when it was raining. Mm -hmm. And we're hiking up and I'm sweating and I'm just cold, but trying to keep layers on but you don't want layers on because you keep sweating more and then you're taking that off and you sit down and you're like what am i doing this is not and it was after that trip that i went back got in shape and i've not been out of shape since just because you realize how mm -hmm. difficult it is and you want it you know you don't want to get to the top and find the sheep and be worn out you can't have that go so right it was that trip that made me try to make sure i stay in shape for the rest of my yeah. career and in terms of layers, too, like, you always have to start cold. Mm -hmm. Like, wear one less layer than you think you need when you're standing at the trailhead. Otherwise, yeah, you get a mile in, and you're taking off the backpack and unzipping layers and putting them in the bag and start cold and heat up from there, right? And it's key to not get everything wet, too, because once you do get to the top and you do stop and you do find the sheep, you want to be able to put something on to warm up. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what was I it do. like when you guys got I there as far as wind? Mark switched yeah. out, and so I, I wish I wish that I would have taken a dry layer up because I, I think that would have kept you a lot warmer. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the exposed moment. That was the very, <laughs> yeah. So I, always I was getting wear uncomfortable. <laughs> wool under layer, like wool long sleeve light shirt, and uh, it's soaked by the time we get to the top. And I had another one in my pack, so then for when we start shooting and we're more stationary to a degree, then switch out to that. It was soaked by the time I got down the mountain. Oh, but, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, not just the not just the perspiration, but mm -hmm. it started raining on us on the way back that down was, as you know, well. And to step back a bit, I mean, that we did decide to do this very quickly, mm -hmm. and we only had really enough time in the day to pull it off, but the forecast <laughs> for the next couple of days wasn't promising. It was right. like a fair amount of rain, and it wasn't raining at the time, so we went for it. And, I mean, that was one of the parts of this trip that was good fortune. We made it all the way up, and then part that we'll s tell momentarily that was super exciting no rain until we basically finished yeah, we had time to go 
decide which group of sheep we were going to go after, try to get some images, and then get back down. Because it, yeah, it was late in the afternoon. We really only were up there for about four, three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. So I guess finish painting that picture then from when you guys left on the hike to till you got to where you could actually photograph. Mm -hmm. What's that time span? Well, there were... Oh, 25 minutes? 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 15. Maybe. maybe. You were 15. I was... Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> we so took our time this trip. Yeah, so it was probably, what, 40 minutes up the hill? Or more. To At get least, to where... Yeah. That was just to get to the point where... Because there were two drainages then when we got up there. Um, There's a big ridge that kind of divided the two drainages, and one of them was completely filled with alders. And as I found out later... It's not something you want to try to traverse at all. It's deceiving. It is unbelievably deceiving. Not only are they way taller than you would ever guess because they look like ground shrubs from up where, where you are. But once you get inside of them, it's a, a knot of branches. I believe those roots. branches actually do move at times and hook your feet. I know one that did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or sorry, I should, I should say our feet, <laughs> hook, hook feet, and yeah, you really—it's yeah. just a random direction of solid branches that you have it to was, weave and, and push. And that slide. ended up kind of, I think, being the determining factor on which group of rams we were going to go after. Because one side, it looked like we could kind of skirt around the the scree and at least have an opportunity to get access to to this one of two groups of rams in that drainage. And then the other, the other drainage, they were up a lot higher and in some great country. So we just kind of chose the lesser of two evils and, and decided to, you know, go off to the drainage that we ended up in. And so then did it you was, guys cross the scree or no? Uh, we did for, bit, for a yeah. while. Even, even before that, though, to, to get up to that point where we were looking at the two different groups of the sheep, uh, you know, you get the whole spectrum of, of, hiking terrain on the way up you know, steep sort of sections where it was kind of slippery mud and then there was sections where it was this rocky shale stuff that you got to be really careful where you're putting your feet because you, any of them could shift so you're testing each um, foot placement carefully before you put your weight and, on it and yeah and then you know if you're if you're below this is why i wanted to be first <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was it was so below. yeah I yeah so if falls. you're below it honestly because of that those rocks moving all the time you got to be heads up watching the people ahead of you as well because one of those rocks comes loose and comes down it could be a bad day and they're big i mean they, they can be as big as a cooler bigger mm -hmm. than bigger than you would think the ones that slid are. and then the other thing i always worry about is you get up there and it rains after you're already up there and then you got to cross that stuff when it's wet which yeah. is exactly what ended up yeah. happening yeah, yeah it started to spit while we were up there and got much more slippery on the way down yep. And then your legs are tired, mm -hmm. so you don't have that. Be slow, s slow, move yeah. so slowly, take your every time. step, no rush. Yeah, if you're going to get injured, it's going to be later on in the hike when you're you well, know, not stabilizing muscle. <laughs> Usually. Well, then there's the excitement of the of the sheep being close. That's a factor. Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess going back to the picture of us going up, we got up there, and I had the only set of binoculars, so. I went up and, and looked at the two bigger groups of rams, and we just tried to determine, number one, where the where the bigger rams were, and number two, which ones were going to be more accessible. Um, and 
you know, had some better terrain. So, you know, for image wise, better backgrounds, better terrain. And it was pretty obvious when we got up there, you know, we all looked, Mark looked at the Rams cause he's seen a lot more. Well, he's, he's seen some doll sheep before <laughs> <laughs> they up that close. So I, I mean, I've, I saw the Rams that I thought this is the ones we would want to photograph, but I wanted Mark to look at them as well because he's got the experience and, and that's what we did. Mark, Agreed I'm with okay me. I'm okay with I taking think, an extra yeah. five minutes on the hike to just look at them from a distance. To, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, honestly, that for me was, I was up as high as we were, about as high as we were going to have to go for either group of rams. So, for me, I was I was a happy camper. And just to be able to be up there and see and see how relaxed those sheep were and just kind of take it all in for a minute. Because it, you are in... Anywhere in Alaska, you're in giant country. Mm-hmm. Um, and down where the trailhead was, if you look across this whole river bottom, it's just immense. And then you get up there, and you realize just how small it is from down there. It, I mean, it is enormous country up here. And you can see, you know, it's a lot like Wyoming in that you can see for miles and miles and miles. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not like a tightly clustered sort of mountain range it it feels oh, no, big when you're up there there's yeah these drainages are it's big country gigantic and you guys never even made it to the top top right no no we didn't have no. to Safely. i've never been to the top top you always find sheep before that i would love to someday go all the way to the top but you get on those sheep and then you just stay with those guys and you've you come done back. the up and over haven't you mark no i haven't i've just you been up either. about as high as we have and and be honest that when you look from where we were in that drainage to go up to the top, it looks that much more precarious that last right. 20%. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. But what's fun, what I've found is when you find the sheep and then you start photographing them, and if they're moving at all, if they're, like, just eating and moving, and you cover a lot of ground without paying attention to it, which mm-hmm. is cool. So I would like to someday get on some sheep that where they're just, like, moseying to the top, and then all of a sudden you're at the top, and you're like, it's never happened, but I think that would be the easiest way to get to the top. <laughs> Don't sure. even realize it's happening. I covered That's a lot true. more ground, actually, than everybody else because I kept falling. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> just by sheer surface area. So do you think like a butt pad and some knee pads would be beneficial? Knee pads up there, if you wanted to pack them up, would be awesome because we, to get the images or get yourself in a position to get the images that you want, you're kneeling in that scree a lot of times, some of those buggers are sharp. So yeah, there's there there was points where you were totally laid out on all that you know sharp scree shale stuff. Yeah, I just covered that, but thanks for reminding everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we all were just so we get comfortable. Brace, you know, long yeah, hike, no. you're shaking. You've got to recover yourself, have a good foundation. Yeah, it wasn't all from just falling. Sit down, yeah, you're it's fine. Trying to find the good brace brace spot and get the angles that you wanted well set the scene i guess because we'll keep talking about how hard how hard this is right how much weight what cameras did you guys take what just kind of lay that out just what did you think you needed for gear i mean mark already knows so he probably gave you guys a lot of info as what you're going to take but this is one of those situations where you know you backpackers will chop their toothbrush in half so they only have to take half of a toothbrush mm-hmm. that's what it feels like for me it's like i get rid of it Every I didn't even take a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There I, was no hygiene material whatsoever. No. This. Didn't no. even have to cut that dude in half. No. No. So what did you take? I mean, you have to have a backpack pretty much, right? 
Yeah, shell. You always need another shell because the wind, the rain, you get up there sweaty, you need insulation, you need a, a toque. A toque. A winter hat. A toque. Because of the wind up there. In fact, you need two because if you hike up and you put one on or if it starts to rain, it can get wet through. You don't want to have to hike for an hour, hour and a half with a wet head. You know, so you need those backup layers. Um, and then the underlayer for the top part of the body is a good idea. And as far as gear, I mean, I take a couple of drinks and uh, power bars, which went up and back down. Didn't, I was thinking about that on the trail, almost back to the vehicles, like how much I took and didn't need, but you never know. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, a headlamp was another thing because if for some reason we did get stuck up there late, if somebody twisted something up and we had a slow descent, then we need light. I've made that mm -hmm. mistake in the past. It's not fun. No, I wouldn't. You do it once and then you learn to take a headlamp with you every time. And um, for in gloves, so a couple of things we talked about on one of the video vlogs is you need the best hiking boots possible if you're doing this stuff, really. And not just, I mean, the, the rocks are on these scree slopes are so sharp, they can just dice up thin shoes. Um, but it's, a, it's also equally important to have the ankle support because we get twisted this way and that, and rigid hiking boots, you know, are a must. And, and I know they're significantly more, like three times the price. But, you know, what's a broken ankle worth, right? None of us want that. So I have no hesitation, you know. Especially up there. Might, yeah. You know, thank you for down. pointing those boots out to me a few years ago in Colorado because they have been awesome on it all these a difference. A big difference. And they have this very rigid sole. So, you know, you don't get any pokes from the rocks and good traction. I mean, that is the base up, right? The and you do up. spend three times as much, but they're going to last three times as long. Oh, and, and the odds of being injured are less. And that's that's fundamentally, I'll pay that. You know, to get these shoes if, if it means I'm not going to get hurt or somebody with me is not going to get hurt, if, you know. As far as camera gear, Mark and I both have the same setup that we took, the 200 to 500 with uh, the D850. I have the vast majority of the time I have a cam or a battery grip on mine um, because I, I like to use it for vertical. But that's something that I that sheds about a pound. So I took the battery grip off and then just took the extra battery just in case. But those batteries last a long time, so I was good there. And then, same thing, water. I did not take, which I've already said. I wish I would have taken another dry layer uh, right. for when we got up there. But I didn't. And, you know, I ended up, I, I had good wicking clothing, so it wasn't like I was holding moisture in. And then, of course, we did take rain gear because it, the weather, yeah. We didn't know when it Anywhere was in Alaska, it, it could change at any time. But it was it, ominous yep. on the horizon. You don't know which way it's coming yeah. with the mountains. You know, do we have 10 minutes? Do we have... And we did. It was a gamble, honestly. It was. We could have made it, you know, a mile into the trek and had to turn around. But, mm -hmm. you know, some we had Lucky Luke with us. And <laughs> yeah. Lucky Luke, you know, we got we had got the results. We had a safe hike. We got had the weather cooperate right until we needed it to. You know, so it was, it was good. Um, the other thing I want to say about gear, too, that as far as working through this scree you know it's not just under f underfoot but we also have to go around rock ledges at times follow mm -hmm. these trails around and i've noticed that some of these rocks are super sharp so just wearing a pair of gloves has saved lots of little nicks on the hands because if you need any support or if you get off balance a little bit and lean to one side and have to grab a rock even a thin pair of gloves have helped me that way not mm -hmm. necessarily with your grip but just to be a layer of separation for that sharp rock and my sensitive hands <laughs> <laughs> Your typewriter hands? 
Well, there's a lot of that these days, <laughs> a lot more than I'd like there to be, right? This is where I want to be. I want the Leatherman hands. Yeah. But, you know, in this profession, we've got to love those computers to death and uh, get all that material out and edit and market. So that's the other side of what we do. But this is a highlight reel. So I was so excited to have Tyler and Ron along. And, and as this, this is built in anticipation, as we got up and the weather's cooperating, we see the sheep, we spot a group up high of maybe half a dozen rams and another mm -hmm. five down below on on the um, drainage we'd elected to go into. And we walked down. It was almost like an old rock slide mm. with water going through it, but it was fairly stable, so it made for an easy descent. We went for the lower group, and not because they were the lower Knowing group. that we were going to have to come back <laughs> up. Yeah, that's <laughs> quite a ways we went down. But yeah. there were a couple of magnificent rams in there, and we, really we made the slow approach like we outlined earlier, and they were they were browsing in, in the alder thickets. Yeah, and that's, that's a good indicator. We always talk about behavior and how you have to watch an animal's behavior when you're approaching or when you're getting ready to photograph or even the behaviors that you want to catch. And when an animal is feeding and they keep feeding like these guys did, you know they're relaxed because if, if they stop and, you know, they're they're all watching you, you're probably pushing the bubble. Right, um, so that's, that's part of the yeah, approach. So you yeah. see them look up and, and look at us, which they did. Mm -hmm. So we just stop and pretend, yep. oh, I really like where I am right now. Look at these rocks. Oh, yeah, look, <laughs> at, look at over there to the left. Oh, that's a pretty view. And you look back, 30 seconds later, they're feeding they're again, feeding, and then yeah. you can walk some more. Yeah. Which is easy to do because we were taking video the whole way up too. So if we're stopped for a couple minutes, we'll get you know, a marker run telling a quick story about here's where we are, here's what we're doing. Here's where the sheep are or something about sheep behavior. Um, yeah, wait till you see what Tyler got. Good stuff. It was fun. I like telling those stories. Not just because I get a break on the hike either. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great excuse a for that. positive byproduct, though. I'm going, yeah. to, I'm going to switch my gear right now and take a moment. Let's do a short video. <laughs> Not of the clothing change, mind you. The gear in the backpack. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, the camera. At one point, Mark was saying, uh, what was it? It was... Uh, you got to be careful, like, you know, you got to be careful when you're around a moose because, you, you know, you, you got to keep your eyes on him at all times. You don't know if he's going to charge or something like that. He's like, well, you got to be just as careful when there's a cameraman around. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, you never you know. know when he's going to sneak up and start filming. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's the same there's thing. There's no picking your nose or <laughs> scratching places. I just look over my shoulder. Oh, you're filming now again. All right. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to hoist my pants up again. <laughs> Uh, or strike a pose. Or strike great. a pose. Yes. <laughs> Some of us are better at that than others. <laughs> so, Ron, <laughs> when we got to the sheep, you led the way. I wanted to see you get some shots, and and we just needed to get something in the bank to tell the story for the vlogs that we're doing for YouTube. And then, of course, for the show notes of the podcast and everything else that sure. you want. So you got ahead, and they were feeding in, in the alders. But mm -hmm. and we got some of that, and they, a few of them went up on the rocks and above the alders. It, the landscape was it, it was cliffs, but then you know moss and lichen covered rock. It was gorgeous. I mean, it, it was the exact epitome of what you would think of of sheep habitat and where you're going to find them. It couldn't have been any better. And they were, you know, a couple of the rams went up and they were feeding on some shrubs up a little bit higher away from the alders. The ones that were in the alders, there was one real good ram. And then there was one that we kind of nicknamed Tank. He was built more like a bighorn sheep. He was even broomed off like a bighorn and heavier horn than than the rest of them. And he was solid. He was. And uh, so those two, him and, and probably 
the biggest of the rams, right, were down low. And so they were tougher to photograph. There was two young rams that they posed all over the place, just real curious. And then there was another pretty good ram that uh, ended up kind of going up above. So we ended up getting some images of primarily those three. Got some images documenting the behavior of, you know, the rams feeding on the alders. And then once everybody had gotten a few images, we kind of made the decision to traverse this little uh, seep. And we had to cut through the alders to do that. And it looked like a really good spot to do so. <laughs> <laughs> so I cut, uh, Mark and I were, were going to head through this little cut. And I got in there and the alders definitely are you know, they are just waiting to snag your foot. Out to get you. So I stepped over one, and it, it was a little bit of a high step that I had to get to, and it was wet, so I wanted to be careful. Yeah, I threw caution to the wind after that. <laughs> 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 Jumped up on this rock, and as I'm bringing my second foot up, I had my left foot on the rock, bringing my right foot up, it snagged on the stinking alder, and I went down, and all I could think, was you know you got to save the camera because i'm headed right for this large rock face and so i turned my body and tried to hold the camera up and landed you know took most of it on my elbow and the camera did smack the rock um, solid smack but it, it, it was, was one of those not moments it can i just you can't help but grimace right away mm. yeah it wasn't nearly as bad as i thought it was though it's a bit of a um, tense moment it, it was and then i got wedged in between the two rocks <laughs> and I'm, i've got the camera on a camera strap so it's like slung to mark was trying to get me to hand it to him I'm like i can't because it's tied to me so i'm trying to take my left hand hold the camera up and then figure out where i'm going to put my right hand to push myself out of there because i was just i was kind of at the mercy of the, <laughs> the rock at that point yeah and the sheep kind of went into the background of my mind for a few minutes. But <laughs> they, yeah, they were just browsing up there. <laughs> they like, didn't. Good luck. Didn't yeah. seem to mind. They were like, yep, that's what you get. <laughs> so yeah. we finally did get get up and get on the other side. And then that's the images that I wanted. And the camera was okay. The camera was fine. On yep. clicking, so that was, it was, that was fine. Yep. Solid product. So I got up on the on the slope and, and that was the images that I went there for. Because we got to see, I mean, you got to photograph the sheep on the rock face. And then not only that, but then to have this just beautiful backdrop. The sky was terrible. Yeah. So I think both of us, Mark, even, you know, commented after we were done trying about having tried to keep the sky completely out of the shot because it was just flat gray. Um, so trying to get in position where we could get the sheep on the cliff ed or the edge of the cliff and then get the far side of the drainage on the, as the background and there was phenomenal color reds greens yellows on this far ridge and those were the two big boys that went and these too. two white sheep and yeah they they were they were the yeah. two bigger and it looked like they had gone right to the edge of the mountain where they couldn't take another step yeah and they're looking and it's just this drop off into nothing and it's so yep. dark the stones there so sharp so big dark just epic but what, I mean, just to add to that quickly, they knew where they were going. They, but they oh, were absolutely. so cooperative. They paused there for like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
and look this way? How do you like this look? Yeah. How do you like this look? <laughs> yeah. Do I look bigger if I look at you this way? Wait, wait, let me puff my chest out. Okay. It was just yeah. phenomenal. So it allowed us the time, and I was just scrambling to create as many compositions in that epic scenario as possible. You know, I put them on the on the right side of the image with the grand landscape Absolutely. like you're talking about. With that, yep. that was a premium shot as a horizontal, but then as a vertical. And then I put them on the left side and just had all that really heavy-duty rock wall. Yeah. You know that they're just coming around the corner of, or zoom in, zoom out. To and so where this, yep. you know, these telephoto zooms make make all that, the difference. If you had a, and I think I even commented on one of the vlogs, if you had a fixed focal length lens, you would not even come close to reaching the potential of that scenario, mm -hmm. because it did. You know exactly like you said. You can you can play with your composition. You know, get more of that backdrop, get less, get. It was fun. It was. Zoom it in was a great opportunity. Yeah, there was there was a lot going on. So, the fact that they stayed in the perfect spot for 20 minutes was another highlight of the of the trip because of what that gave us for variety of yep. images. And really, the the images are so starkly different just by changing those compositions, zooming, or putting them at the far left or far right, kind of thing, or vertical. Yeah. And no sky. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was slight gray because a couple of the other Rams did. Go right on higher. top, yeah. and we're just silhouetted. And if it had been sunny or different situation, that would have been. And that's why amazing. I, I kind of left and went up, um, because those guys were, you couldn't. There was no way to get a composition where they didn't have that sky in the background, and so I climbed a little bit higher. Everybody else stayed below, and, uh, you know, I I was getting some of the same stuff that they were getting, but a lot of it was it's going to be, you know, obviously a totally different perspective. And then um, the larger of the three rams that were above, he he went out and gave one look back. That's all he did. But I got up high, and he gave me that one look. And his his horns were real flared. He was the lighter horned, you know, of the three big ones. Mm -hmm. But he was really flared out. And man, it's. I looked at it on the back of my camera. I'm already excited to get it on a computer <laughs> screen and see what that's gonna turn into. Well, and you don't want to go up there when it's sunny. No. Because you can't photograph a white sheep it's in the bright sun. And it's that's hard. why Mark chose last not year. to do it the we, day before, right? We had, Last year, we followed them across uh, two and a half drainages, in the, like what you are talking about earlier, Mike, where we got on them and went with them, and you lose track of time. because, And something with these sheep, it's hard to do for us, or for me anyway, was I have to stay ahead of them. There's no point in following them around these drainages and keep getting butt shots as they go around one bend and another. You've got to stay ahead, predict where they're going to go, to get that head-on image with these magnificent horns and that landscape. So that was uh, an effort. But last year, they started in the same drainage. It was shaded, but it was a, a sunny day. And so they did go up along a uh, cliff edge and did highlight themselves against the far mountain in the sky. So in that scenario, it really worked. It but, worked. But had to bracket like mad, right, just to make sure they weren't blowing out. And, that, I mean, with a subject like that, you can't... 90% of the time, you'll take the shot and look at the back of the camera and go, oh, oh, <laughs> right? It's either really dark or really bright. And it's like, this is wrong. Quick, fix, fix, stay. Wait, wait, wait. It was like yesterday when the one was walking away from us. And it was it was a really nice spot and just finishing. I was hoping he'd do a 180 and come back to us. So when we started walking away, I was saying, wrong, 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 <laughs> stop. Wait. <laughs> yeah. But the, last year, I did get some in the sun. But, yeah, typically, I don't wouldn't go up on a sunny day. I'd prefer a cloudy day. And then you also want rain because it keeps them clean. If it, if you don't get rain, you'll get up there. Like if it doesn't rain for a week and they're laying in all this dirt, yeah, then they're not white. 
there has been plenty of rain. Brown or gray or whatever, and True. it's not. They're not yep. a pretty yeah, white sheep. Just even on yeah on their sides on their flanks where mm -hmm. they're laying. That's right. You get these these nodules of dark. Hair. So you really got to play the weather. Yeah, Wait. and that we did contemplate it the day before, but you know Mark kind of made the call. You know, there's too much sun. It was it was it was hot light in midday. Now, if you stayed up there till twilight, mm -hmm. it'd be phenomenal. Right, but, but then you got to come down, down in the dark. Yeah. In the dark. <laughs> That's not. I mean, I'd do it, but it wouldn't be fun. No, it would not have been. <laughs> Especially looking for my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Which? Which we found, yeah. Right. I got down, speaking of Lucky Luke, Yeah. got down, and I knew the area where we had shed the layers and changed clothes. So once we got back down to That's that point. Ron's wild and exposed moment. I was, yeah. I was looking uh, on this rock because I thought I had thrown everything on this little rock face. And I actually hadn't. It was it was out know, about 20 feet. So I was looking on this rock, and Luke came up behind me and uh, and he just yelled bingo and looked down. Sure enough, there they are, still intact. So I did not think we were going to find those. It was again. fortunate, right? But where we where we were was definitely off the main trail. It was well above. So I I wasn't sure either. I just knew the area that I was going to focus on looking. Yeah, there weren't likely going to be people up there in the, in the few hours we were up No. There. So, yeah, it's a good thing they were found. Prescription glasses. I don't want to buy those. Yeah. So. so we got, yeah, that kind of finished off our shoot when those rams went up and kind of rounded the corner. And like Mark said, it looked like they're on just a cliff face. But then when we, when we eventually moved away from them, shoot, they were all bedded. Yeah, there are these little plateaus right there, and little pockets. Yep. So it wasn't treacherous at all for them, just the for angle them, yeah. we were at. Well, yeah, yep. I would never venture out there. Eat. Not to take a nap, no. No, not even. <laughs> for for no reason would I be walking along the path they went on. You know, yeah. the, 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 the trail that we ascended the mountain was good enough for me. Yeah. You know, but to start, you know, there's a couple of spots, a couple of rocks we had to navigate around where the footing was just a... Yeah. And being a little wet on the ground, too. That mm -hmm. I can... I ever, Probably two or three times I had a couple of butterflies go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fly out of somewhere. It <laughs> definitely gives you an appreciation for, for them. not that many predators. Yeah. They're in a safe spot. They know it like the back of their hand. They can go to those places and lay down, and they know they're completely safe. And they're very capable up there, too. It's amazing to watch them. It's fun when around. you get close enough where you can see their muscles and their legs and just the, the power that they have to, yeah. to do what they do. It's no big deal. What about button heads? Were anybody button no, heads? None of that. No, the rut's too far off. Although I've I've heard of it happening this time of I've year. I've seen them do it this time. Not serious. Mm -hmm. It's more of like a playful kind of like, but or more of dominant. You can make it still look. Yeah, like it still looks like it's happening, yeah. and even in video, it would look like it's mm -hmm. happening, right. but it's not serious. And I'm honestly glad that they didn't yesterday because I was already pushing my pushing the ISO a little bit more than I wanted to, and. I was only shooting about one three twentieth of a second, one four hundredth of a second, which isn't real fast when you're shooting wildlife. And it's definitely, you know, there's the one over ten rule or one to one rule, excuse me. So if you're shooting a 500 millimeter, you should be at least five hundredth of a second. I thought it was a 50th. <laughs> That's the one over ten rule. That was, that was my bad. But, you know, with the vibration reduction in a lot of these modern lenses and, and some camera bodies, um, 
you can kind of push that a little bit and get in totally sharp images no problem with you know just hand holding because that's the other thing I did not take and I don't think anybody would ever maybe a monopod but outside of video where you got to haul 80 pounds up that same climb that we went on with 20 um I don't I don't think I would ever haul a tripod up there we used to all the time and well, but we were to. always using 500 Oh, gotcha. So you yeah, had a yeah. fixed lens, and then you're yep. shooting film, so you had to have a tripod. There was just no other way to yeah, do Yeah, those it. things wow. get, especially the old 500, that thing wear you down, yeah. you know, if you try to handhold it for very long. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you could with the film stuff. Yeah. No, on 500, every movement is going to be, your yeah. entire frame is changing, which is just the tiniest yeah. little adjustment. And you really don't need a 500 up there, because you do get in situations where they're 30, 40, 50 yards away, and... Yeah, it's nice though when they go up. A shot, you yeah. Know, you can you can pull them in, right? But yeah, it's not always necessary. But right, I shot like some at five hundred, but I think most were probably in that two to three hundred range to get more of the environment anyway. That sure, you know. Yeah, yeah it it was just a perfect scenario yesterday. The hike yeah. went well. Nobody and the the descent was. Slippery, well, yeah, right? just just as we finished and they they sort of went around the corner there and we packed up and we were leaving it was just then that it started to sort of spit down with rain a little bit mm -hmm. it was perfect timing for that so we started trekking out and we get through that Excuse patch of alders that we oh, uh, yeah, yeah. that we crossed and so we all get through that and then we look up and there's another guy well that's yeah it's just going there so yeah there's that surprise <laughs> there surprise ending we're we're heading out and we'd only gone a small portion of our hike back but we we're up out of that drainage kind of in between drainages mm -hmm. and here Russell rustled over the shoulder and we're just following a trail minding our own business and now pops his ram out of the all I think he was out of the alders yeah like 25 30 yards yeah. away just like hey guys <laughs> well I, I want my picture taken too <laughs> why were you way over there and he stood there like oh, he was saying exactly like that yeah just like and he put his front hooves up on a rock and he's looking and say like, okay all right and here and I what? am 10 minutes didn't at least move. oh yeah yeah and at least it was hilarious it's like oh, was he solo or was he with anybody else totally on his own solo yeah. Yeah. he was pretty well as full, far as full curl as, as well as we know but yeah he was he was broomed off he was a little heavier again another so this is the video that you have to go to the website to watch where where uh, ron <laughs> has something to say with with this new friend that showed up and I thought maybe he was going to guide us down the mountain or just make sure we were safe. Yeah, it was he, funny, was, he was watching over us, make sure yeah. we got down safe. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, that was hilarious. It was a, yeah, it was a fun way to finish it, right? And it gave us an opportunity to take another break. Hey, that's good. Yeah. And we took some video and some still photos and stuff. Mm -hmm. That was that was cool there just to finish up. And, yeah, it was humorous. It's good. He just wanted to be part of it. It's like, And sometimes they've been like that up there. I mean, they'll see us and come to us mm -hmm. instead of curiosity and and not that they stick with us but they'll like walk right by like okay yeah so there's i think there's some curiosity to it back in the day i was up there with one of my buddies and he was sitting there minding his own business he had set his camera down he was just sitting there just watching this he's a big sheep nut so he just loves being around sheep and he's just sitting there for probably 30 minutes and the sheep actually walked up to him and sniffed his pant leg and sniffed his shoe and he you could see in his eyes he's like what do we do what do i do <laughs> and you know i got pictures of him because i'm just still sure. shooting and it's just that look of awe it's that look of amazement but it's also kind of excited nervous but it's pretty awesome i mean and the sheep it was his own accord to do that you know to right. come right up and do what he did 
so they're pretty docile. Yeah, they'll do that. When they get close, I mean, they're a, they're a sturdy animal, right? And oh, and they're they are I've never encountered aggression with any of the mountain sheep species um, myself, but you know that those horns are solid, and if anybody could give you a serious Charlie horse, it'd be <laughs> oh one man. of those dudes, right? <laughs> or crack my, your head open. My, well, yeah, hopefully it's yeah. a Charlie horse. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Head out of the way. Yeah. So when yeah, you guys want to have to run away from one of them up there, right? No, like you on that kind of terrain, there's any. no moving quick. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you'd ever have that. I have watched the sheep run from wolves, not at that spot, but another spot, and that would be fascinating to watch. Yeah, it's amazing. It's just the they're so agile and so sure-footed, Fearless, and, yeah. and they're they're you know that wolf was right right on their tail and that wolf's tail is like you know it's a counterbalance for that wolf track mm-hmm. and that wolf couldn't keep up with those sheep and he singled one out one band went this way and this one single and he went on that single and he got to a rock ledge and just stood there on this little itty bitty ledge and that wolf was just looking and totally helpless and yeah yeah and then it got dark and we never saw what happened but the next morning we came through and everybody's gone so i'm sure they were fine yeah well, i'm sure the sheep was fine yeah that's so. That would be a really cool experience. Pretty epic, but you do see places where those wolves will get them, you know. And yeah. it's a lot of times when they're tra- you know crossing the drainages or they get down that lower country and they don't, you know, they're not as familiar. They're just trying to go to the next ridge or whatever, and that's really that's. There's a really famous shot in National Geographic, probably twenty years ago. Do you remember that? You talking about the jumping, or no? No, it's that ram. It's a big ram that they the wolves got, and it's kind of half in, half out of the water, and. There's a wolf on it. It's pretty cool. Wow. I've never seen, I mean, I've seen them have sheep, but never witnessed the actual taking of a sheep. Mm-hmm. And I was, that was actually one thing that, you know, thinking about predator-prey relationships, that was one thing that I was surprised about is that they stayed in and around those alders because if, if there was going to be a successful predatory, you know, attack, I would think those alders would provide all the cover that a, a wolf would need to close the distance without those sheep knowing so yeah that that kind of surprised me i kind of figured they would be up feeding a little bit higher i've um, never seen wolves in that area but i've seen bear not i've seen bears in the area but not ever up on the hill and then you will come across where a bear is dug you'll come across that but i don't i think the predatory aspects down there are probably slim to none pretty be mostly when they go down for water i guess then yeah but they don't have to most of the year just because there's plenty of water, water up, up on that yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, there was that stream right beside where we were. Yeah. yeah so but I have seen pictures there. of them crossing that river. So they do cross, mm-hmm. but I don't know when or, you know, I've never seen it. <laughs> and then there used to be lambs and ewes that would be on the other ridge way last far away. Did you guys see any of those yesterday? No, last year we had them on the other side, lambs and ewes. That's the only place I've seen them, never on this mountainside. So no, I've never band, seen Bands of rams up there. Yeah. So, guys, when you guys came down, you know that I think is even harder than going up. Always. I would rather go uphill twice. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't want to go downhill. It's just your legs are so tired, and your your quads are really tired. That's and where then the poles come into. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And then you get to the bottom, and you're like, oh, okay. But then you still got a mile of flat walking, just even. Which feels like such a relief at that point. Actually, it's better than. It's a relief, but then I'm always down. like, oh, yeah, I got to go to the car now. <laughs> That's where I usually truck it as fast as I can just because you just want to get it over that with. You just want to be done with it. I was trucking it as fast as I could the whole time. <laughs> 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 I didn't want to lose the momentum. Oh. And you did not. 
it was great. Well, awesome. So you guys will be able to give us a bunch of shots for the show notes page. Actually, shots of what you got. We'll have the videos. We'll Mm. have some how-tos, some what you took up there gear-wise. Yeah, no, but, you know, at the end of the day, just how everything played out and the fact that you two got to experience it. Yeah. We were all coming down the hill on a high. We were blissed out. Oh, yeah. The landscape, the view, the animals, and the success. Everything was there just was a highlight of... real. For your first experience, I was so relieved yeah. and happy that it turned out so well. So, I mean, to me, that yeah. it's one of those afternoons that I know and uh, that I, I'll never forget just because of the effort, because of the spectacular scenery and the success of it, the interactions, like even the dude popping out at the end, right? I oh, mean, man. How do you ever shake that from mem- your memory? Not that you'd ever want to, but you know was that's why of, we do this. A lot of high, high fives and knuckles being handed out at the mm-hmm. end of that yes. experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was just one of those that I couldn't, I couldn't be thankful enough. It was a great bonding Thank Mark to, you know, for taking me up there for my first time and. I'm yeah. glad it worked. So you, <laughs> yeah, so you felt absolutely. that way at the end, right? Yeah. Well, and yeah. how many times have you been up there, and you you know the sheep are there, and you know you're going to find them, and you do find them, but then it's so windy, or, or they're it just starts in a raining, spot you can't get to, or they're in a weird that spot. That does happen. You see them virtually every time, but there could be a huge precipice between you, or an alder patch that goes for a hundred yards and, and on a slope, and you can hear a stream in there, and it's like that's not going to happen. We're not doing that. Yeah. And we've got you know we don't have enough time, maybe, and the weather's coming. There are all these variables. So mm-hmm. the fact that it comes together. You know, for the effort involved, I was so relieved to get to the top and have the pick. When I saw you get into position and get your first images, that's when I was like, okay, now let's have some fun. Now we can enjoy this. Yeah, Yeah. because there's a lot of effort to get there. I would, not that that there was any level of responsibility I felt. It it was just, I wanted it to be successful. I appreciate that opportunity because it it was, you know, for for me, coming, coming up here, this is one of those areas where you know what species you're going to have an opportunity for. And that was kind of the pinnacle species for me. And that's the one that I prepared for. Well, and we uh, talked about it for so long this spring, yeah. so, which is good, though. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, only because we're excited about it. It's an annual highlight to do yep. this hike. And when so it works for out. you to allow me to just have that moment. You grasped it, man. You were gone with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, yeah. No, you, yeah. you no it was phenomenal did awesomely and uh, yeah and uh, the way it worked out really the images are top-notch oh. we're not just saying that for to say that it was a great finale no. or finish or couldn't have hoped for anything more than what we got i don't yeah. think yeah it really captured yep doll sheep country what, where they ended up standing for us and posing is couldn't have been scripted better Agreed. as far as i yeah uh, for sure concerned yeah, so that was it was awesome. So yeah, be excited to, sh- to show those images, and you can see those on the show notes. Yeah. So thanks, Tyler, for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks I love hearing on. your perspective on and on the hike and, and sharing this hike with you. Yeah, thanks for bringing me along. It's and the uh, cool thing is, the highlight see his work, right? We get to see all your handiwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's some good, uh, sweet, good footage in there. Yeah. You guys are working working the sheep for the whole what half hour that we were on them, or more. Yeah. So I, you know, yeah. got lots of shots of the sheep, and then I was yeah. kind of working you guys too, like trying to get your you guys are yeah, in the zone and really sure. excited. Time stands still when we that do too. that. So sometimes time stands still, but you don't. No, <laughs> I'm chasing you around. No. <laughs> yeah, and I do appreciate your efforts, and it's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and and, I, and from everything you've showed me that you've captured, I'm I'm very excited to see what you put together. Me too. Yeah, 
Awesome. It's been been a blast. So thanks for coming on today to share your perspective. Thanks. So also want to make a quick request and take the time, please, to follow along and subscribe to our podcast, no matter what platform you're listening on, and extend the effort to give us a thumbs up and the five-star rating because that allows us to continue to do what we love to do and to bring these podcasts to you on an ongoing basis and bring our adventures into your homes, into your space, and share that with you. So you've been listening to Wild and Exposed. Thanks for tuning in.